it was a big explosive gotcha moment. That's what they sold it as, the Liberals, because they had this tape, an old recording from two years ago of Doug Ford in a Tim Hortons with candidate for Etobicoke Center, Kinga Surma. And here's just a sample of this big explosion. My phone number, Kinga is running out. But it doesn't cost anything, we're just signing people up today. That's it, I'm going to introduce you to this. I was wondering whether you'd like to say out a for the PC party? Yeah, yeah. so that we're having just, a nomination. You don't have to fill them. She'll put your name, number, and just sign it. Yeah. If you're interested, sir, we'll do it for you. Yeah. Actually, I'll grab one for me and you can do it. Is it a membership for the PC party? Yes, that's right. It is? Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't support the PC party. No, so you can support the person. Yeah. Call the person. No, you, have, you don't have to. Right. Right. This yeah. is just allows you to get Kinga in there. Yeah. And if you need help, you call her. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's, yeah. All right. Well, that's what the liberals say. Uh, you know, they accuse Ford of buying up Memberships for this candidate so she would win. And two years ago, Ford was not with the PC party. He wasn't even in politics. And the candidate won the nomination under Patrick Brown well over a year ago. And while I think a lot is being made out of this by his opponents, the truth is when it comes to nominations and the politics behind them, they are always problematic for every party on every level of government. And political operatives will tell you that Buying up memberships for one candidate is extremely common. And so I'm not sure of the strategy behind the liberals even playing this card. I've got my ideas, but it does feed a narrative that Ford cannot be trusted because of all the other issues around nominations and data breaches and all this other stuff. It does start to chip away at support. Let's bring in a former liberal war room director who I don't even think understands what the logic is here, too. John Raz joins me now. Hello there. How are you? All right. Well, I'm good. So take us through, and, and I don't think you're alone, because I heard and saw from a few uh, War Room um, veterans uh, on this issue today who say, are you kidding? This happens all the time. Yeah, well, I think one of them that you might be referring to actually said, I don't know a single political operative who has not bought somebody else's membership, and I would include myself in that. I mean, I'm retired from uh, uh, running campaigns now, but certainly I have done it. Um, and uh, while it's not illegal, it's probably not a practice that any of the parties should enjoy anymore. I think the difference here is it is a gotcha moment in the sense that nobody would ever heard a party leader and one who was... Well, he's not, he wasn't then. He was, he no, was he Doug Ford, now, the guy. In the last few weeks, he said over and over again that if he, you know, he was aware of any shenanigans, mm-hmm. had he ever been aware of any shenanigans, and it puts him in an unfortunate spot. There's sure. no doubt. Because if you're going to say that, and the next day you sound like you were part of the shenanigans and part of the swamp, you've got a credibility problem. I don't think as a result that the strategy is actually about getting Elections Ontario and Elections Canada involved in adjudicating these nomination meetings, which they should be yeah. doing, and it would stop all this nonsense. Right, and so let, let me stop you there, because the everyday person, I don't think they give two flying figs uh, about this. No, I really don't. They don't. But they, they don't. So, so why nominations are important, if, you, if we want to just do the ABC to a party is, look, the cost of administering uh, and filing a form is about a buck, which means that for every $10 form that you sell, you really they're contributions to the party coffers. You're getting some dough. And when you have nominations, for instance, in Mississauga, I have worked the nomination with 11,000 members. You're talking about 110,000 bucks, and 100,000 is going straight into the party coffers. So 
This is not something that parties want to give up. The first way you can solve it is you make it a buck a membership, or you make memberships free. You still have to sign the contract. But the other thing parties get out of these memberships is they get data. They, get, they collect information from voters. This voter is inclined to us. We will communicate with them now. So Doug was accused of two things this morning. One is he said it costs nothing. Well, I'm not sure that stand up and cost. You know, somebody might say you're getting a $20,000 Tiguan. Ah, you're paying nothing. It's a very ambiguous term. Then he also says you don't really have to fill out the whole form. Again, these days with the kids having internet, you know, invented this neat thing called the interweb, if you get somebody's name and phone number and their signature, you can go online and find their address and fill out the rest of the form for them. And whether that's ethical or not, most voters and uh, you know, people who are joining the party don't really want to go through the form, etc. They just want to sign, even if they are enthusiastically supporting the candidate. People are lazy. Mm-hmm. Now, as to bulk memberships being bought... A lot of new Canadians come here, and they want to get involved politically. They're very happy to be here. They're living finally in a free democracy. And I'm talking historically about Europeans, not just, and not just people from the Middle East, but like people around the globe. And they're, they historically have often been organized by their churches or temples or mosques mm-hmm. to support candidates that support their interests, whether it's family reunification. Right. So that's why we hear the stories of busing candidates in. Yeah. Right. And so the leaders in those communities sort of operate in a way that probably resembles something more of the of the you know the polities from where they're coming from their kids will not be led like that but they come here and assume it's probably the same as it was at home and as i said i'm talking about western europeans i'm not just talking i'm, I'm not putting anybody in a silo here i've seen churches organized i've seen mosques organized i've seen temples organized and i've seen them all pay for memberships mm-hmm. and i have uh, weirdly, because I once did an NDP nomination for the mayor of Vancouver, actually been in nomination halls for all three parties, and all three parties are guilty of this. So the strategy or the tactic, I would argue this morning, respecting Doug Ford, had to be simply to prove that he's lying. Yeah. Right? That, you know, he says he was never part of the swamp. He wants to drain the swamp, to use the Trumpian term. No, you're part of the swamp. Right. And it is problematic for him. There may be another tactic involved here. I hope it's not what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it was a very clean hit, if you will, by the liberals. Do I think it did anything for the liberals? Well, no, I of suspect. course it doesn't. It's as if they're campaigning then for, for, for Andrea Horvath, because all I it does... Any yeah. benefit would, would go to the NDP right now. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not feeling when I, you know, I was wandering around Toronto today in a variety of circles... First of all, most people don't care about this issue at all. They care about 53.5 cents of their, you know, uh, of their dollar going to taxes. Mm. <laughs> they don't really care. They don't even understand nominations. Um, but, but, but let me stop you there. Yeah. The federal liberals had this pro- problem in 2014. I mean, the party got sued over it. it, it it's not that Martin had problems with this. Chrétien had problems with it. Mulroney had problems. I mean, Everybody they all have problems with it. And at the federal levels, the liberals got rid of it and said, you know what, we're changing it. And I don't understand if we want open nominations in the province. Ontario election, Elections Ontario should take this over and get it out of the hands of the parties because it's just a headache. As, as I said, I think it's, it's, it's sort of like mandatory voting. Everybody says, you know, oh, it's probably a good idea, but no party really wants to do it because then they'd have to be more accountable. Mm-hmm. You, you bring in Elections Ontario or Elections Canada in the federal sense, they're going to start watching this money carefully. Mm-hmm. They're going to start asking voters if they're actually going to oversee it. Did you actually pay for this with your own money? Most people are not prepared to lie in front of an official. They yep. won't. And that will mean reduced revenues 
undeclared revenues that can exceed campaign contribution limits for these parties. Sure. So everybody has always talked about reforming this. No one's ever done anything about it. Yeah, but the bottom line is, you know who's being screwed here? Ontarians. This is a really, really important election, and you know what we're hearing? Nothing. Nothing about the policy, nothing about what these candidates offer. It's just gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Horvath's getting a free ride, but i got to be honest, I'm pretty disgusted with everything. Well, it, it makes one understand why most voters, even if they are going to vote, and I, I think you'll see some diminished turnout for some groups this time, why they're so disgusted with the traditional parties, because they just think everybody's lying. And well, it turns out... They are. Right. Yeah. But, it, but it, and it's not just one part. They all do it. That's correct. All of them. And that's why people are so cynical. That's correct. And I, by the way, I was, I was really happy and proud to see a lot of retired political operatives like myself come forward today and say, yeah, you know, I saw this. I'm not going to lie about it. And as I tweeted earlier on today, and I think you noted, I said, by my count, at any given time, there will be between 100 to 200,000 Ontarians who mm-hmm. didn't pay for their own membership forms during an election year in Ontario. So if the media need to be, and it seems they do, to be the opposition here and to be the people who are refereeing this and keeping everybody in check, it would not be hard to go find several hundred people who say, I have never paid for a membership in right, my life. Right. And, and by the way... Force, and force the judiciary to get involved. Right. But, but before I let you go, yeah. um, the NDP don't seem to have these issues. <laughs> the NDP uh, are a smaller party, as you know, uh, or have been for at least uh, close to 30 years in Ontario. Um, they certainly uh, have their own traditions around unions. I want to be very cautious so I don't put myself in legal. Uh, and they have, uh, and I've been to an NDP nomination where I assure you, no one paid for their own membership. Mm. Now, this time, you're not talking about a church. In that case, it was Vancouver, and it was all paid for by one union. Yeah. Ugh. So they do have the same problem. They do. It's just, yeah. Thank you, John. Thanks, Alex. Can't wait for this election to be over. I never thought I'd hear myself say that, but I'm not liking it. John Mraz, uh, thank, uh, thank you for joining us. He is, of course, a former Liberal War Room director, but to give you some perspective of why this is coming out and the practice of it and that it's not just a one-party event. It is wrong, but it does happen. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.